everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables, also known as The Shit Show. I am your host, Heather Finks, and this episode is an extension of the last episode (laughs) because Mary versus John. That's all I gotta say. Um, So before we get back... (laughs) Before we... Before we get back into yeah, the battle, <laughs> yes, everybody snap. Um, before we get back into the battle that is Mary and John, let's just talk about one one deep thing that I would like to discuss. So, so what? I was Go gonna ahead. say while I mean, Mary's staring at herself, why, already... doesn't she, why doesn't she take twenty selfies real quick just to make sure she looks okay? I'm right about now. to grab a bag of popcorn. Okay, first of all. <laughs> One serious topic that I want to talk about in this episode. So before this corn shit, I worked my ass off, right? If I was not overwhelmed with work, I was anxious because I did not feel productive. So much to the point that I would lose sleep over it. But instead of exhausting myself out, I felt like I was thriving. Like if I wasn't doing five things at a time, I felt like I was not productive. And literally I would I would lose sleep over it. And what I realized was I was trying to prove myself to somebody that really didn't exist. And what I came to the conclusion of, not just during quarantine, but just in general, this isn't like a new thing that I learned, but nobody really gives a shit what you do in life. What you do in life is for yourself, for your family, for your friends. Everybody else is just a bystander. They have opinions, but those opinions, they they don't affect you, or at least they shouldn't. So their affirmations or validations or whatever the case may be, they shouldn't mean anything to you. So being in this weird season of life has really made me question what is worth going back to. And if I can afford it, I may not work as hard as I did before. Amen. And y'all can, you know, give me your feedback on this. But, you know, I may take some more time to enjoy life, enjoy my kids. And just to be honest with you, just saying that gives me anxiety. Like just thinking about that gives me anxiety because I am that person that has to be working a thousand percent of the time. But I believe 100% that I don't have to work myself to the bones to build a legacy. I can, I can prioritize what's most important. And that is what I think people call work-life balance. Something that we, (laughs) right. Snaps. Something that I that we hear about all the time, but I personally have never experienced. So I don't know. It sounds nice. It sounds like a good way to live. And and anyway, that's a rabbit hole because what we're really trying to get to is back to dating disasters because <laughs> when you don't finish dating disasters two, you start dating disasters two point five with Mary and John. And really, I think that I might change the name to Mary versus John on here. And like, this has gotten good, but I don't know. It it just, I feel like today is a good day to figure out what is worth going back to. (laughs) What, what is not worth going back to. So that's what I have to say about quarantine. Um, before we get to the WWE of John and Mary, let's, let's talk a little bit about stimulus checks. So I think everybody (laughs) has checked their bank account 5,000 times this week. Still haven't got mine. I personally did receive my stimulus check. I personally already spent it. Uh, what I did here is that we should not spend it on items that come from China, from China. I think that the whole purpose of stimulus checks are to stimulate our own economy. So just keep that in mind whenever you do get your check. Try not to order things from China. Um, I purchased a bedroom set for my kids because what I have learned during quarantine is that their asses need to be in separate fucking rooms (laughs) for the love of God. 
Um, I've also learned that I am not meant to be a stay-at-home mom ever, and my kids will thrive when I go back to work, so I have no shame in admitting that. Um, But because of that, I learned that, you know, they're five-year-old twins, so I think that it's time for them to have separate bedrooms because I swear to Jesus, bedtime for us is such a fucking battle. And and, And in general, I'll tell everybody, like, Parenting for me is a balance of threats and um, bribery, right? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm going to threaten you with the spanking spoon, but at the same time, I'm going to be like, if you want ice cream, you have to do this. So, and then add on the fact that you're single on there and just having kids is so fucking hard. Sometimes you're just worn out. I am worn the fuck out. And I will say this too, like kids are smart. They are smart. And so, like I said, I have two five-year-olds and just to find that weakness and they prey on it. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) And we're going to talk about that for a second. So my ex-boyfriend, we'll call him Michael. Came over one night and the kids have already met him. He was, you know, he was an ex. And, you know, every now and then you invite the ex back over. Don't fucking judge me. We've all done it. No judgment. Well, then the kids have met a previous ex. I know I sound like horrible (laughs) mom, but it is what it is. Like I'm putting it all out there. Fuck it. Well, he comes over and let's say the previous ex's name. What was the first ex's name? Michael. Did I say Michael? Yeah. Okay, let's say the previous ex's name is Kevin. So Michael comes over, and kids are fucking smart. Well, Michael comes over, and the kids go, Hey, Kevin, what are you doing, Kevin? And I'm looking at my kids like, What the fuck? (laughs) I remember that. What the (laughs) fuck? And Michael's looking at me like, What the fuck? Who's Kevin? And meanwhile, I'm like, Touche. You know what? Touche, kids. I love them. I love them so much. And they know, like, if you ever need to get a guy out of your life, just introduce them to your toddlers because <laughs> they will fuck it up for you. So anyway, that was my rabbit hole story about dating and being in kids or being <laughs> being in kids, being in quarantine with your kids. It is hard. Also, Mary's back. <laughs> Mary, how has it been? Being with your kids in quarantine. Well, first, I want to say it's been slightly magical because I feel like I've gotten to spend so much time with them that I normally don't have. And so I'm so up their butts and I'm so in tune to the the day in and day out of what they're doing. So I, I'm very appreciative of getting to know them and to spend as much quality time as I have because it's been irreplaceable. Like it's been... It's been magical in so many ways. Like I, I, I love, I, I love them. However, (laughs) they Mm. suck so bad sometimes. Look, kids can be sassholes. However, I'm coming off. We, we are a lot alike in our schedules, but I'm coming off of not having mine. So I'm like gooey and I miss mine. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're fed up and I'm, I'm on day day five in a row. Their dad came over and I was like, bye bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Love y'all. Peace. Uh, And I'm like, (laughs) good luck. And meanwhile, I'm like texting because now I'm on text and I'm like, I I just want you to know, I love you so much. You have acknowledged me. And uh, yeah. So I, you know, you go through the ebb and flows. However, I did try to cut Jackson's hair. Oh, God. And it's been a stage of three situations. We're out of how many? <laughs> stage three out of what? I mean, like, we went through the first situation, and it he could have had a bull placed on his head. Bless us. You know, we all and have to have a bad haircut, the, though. Yeah. Oh, no, it was bad. But then I'm too OCD. So then I think that I can fade that shit. So I'm trying to fade it. And <laughs> I like how you said that. Fade it. <laughs> and I just like shaved Did it. it. <laughs> just like bald. And some, so then I have to go back and then I have to like shave it to a zero. Oh, shit. Oh, it's so, oh, it's bad. Then I get a message from his teacher today that I had a Zoom with him. And he's like, uh, yeah, my mom cut my hair. And she's like, you did horrible. 
You did awful, but I appreciate Rude. the No, this is from a teacher that uh, I yeah. love so much. Well, that's it good. Does like a, she's telling you the truth. Yeah, and that she's magical. All the teachers. Shout out to the teachers that are having to do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, number one, you deserve all the wine in the world. Why the fuck aren't y'all getting paid six figures, first I, of all? I, I meant, like, shout out to the teachers because real life. Real life. It's a no for me. <laughs> I can never a no. do it. I can never do this oh full time. God. And I'm I'm trying so hard. And I'm like trying to do a schedule and I'm trying to regulate. It's a shit show. I'm like it's more of a shit show than me and John on the podcast. Well, I'm like trying to teach my kids how to count, right? We get we get to ten and I'm like eleven, twelve, thirteen. And Jackson's like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And Livy's like 14, 16, 18. And I'm like, it's motherfucking 12. And then motherfucking like, thir- what the fuck? And then we get to 20 and I'm like, 21. Like how the, I can't, I'm not a good teacher. Well, I just, I'm not. A, and I'm going to get so much hate for this. Look, here's the deal. You're not gonna, it's, it's, I'm like not it's, a good teacher. I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I got fired here. from being a teacher at a daycare because I made, I may, okay, when I was a teen mom, I worked at the same daycare that my daughter went to to save money. That's and I got Undo. fired from that fucking daycare <laughs> because this bitch ass kid called me a bitch. And so I was like, I'm going to make you write 50 sentences saying I won't call my teacher a bitch. And apparently they had an issue with that and I got fired. And I'm like, motherfucker needed to know. The consequence. So anyways, <laughs> I'm I get not it. a good teacher. I'm not either. In I conclusion, it. I don't make a good teacher. And thank you. You know, shout out to all the healthcare providers cheers. and to all the teachers to the of the world. The frontliners, the teachers, y'all deserve so much more credit than we give you. And just as an adjunct to that, just an adjunct to how parents can be assholes. Um when you're a divorcee, and you can relate to this. No, what do you mean? <laughs> what? So my ex has a girlfriend who, you know, the first girlfriend is, it's just, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. I don't care who you are. I don't care how amazing they are. The first girlfriend after divorce is a struggle. And I'm not going to lie. Whenever my kids first started talking about this person, <laughs> I was like, kind of bitter about it. I was like, I don't want to talk about that person and I'm going to get so much hate for this and that's okay. This is real life. I would be like, my kids would talk about them and I'd be like, I don't want to talk about them. They're not my friend. Like, I don't want to talk about them. And my poor kids are like, you should be friends with everybody world peace. And I agree with that. And I agree with the fact that, you know, you should not talk bad about people in front of your kids. But guess what? I'm human. And so I did. And so just to add on to the fact that, you know, we're assholes during quarantine, I've had to do drop off and pick up at my ex's house instead of the daycare, which is where we normally do pick up and drop off. And because of that, uh, you know, apparently they have two separate houses. But apparently during quarantine, they live together. They're quarantining together, which, ha ha, motherfucker. How's that going? <laughs> but anyways, that's what they're doing. And she does, in, in all honesty, as much as I don't like this person, she's really good to my kids. And that's all I could ever ask for. So going back to the I could be an asshole parent, um, <laughs> my kids the other day, they were like, so, mom, you have to be her best friend now because blah, blah, blah. And it took everything I had to be an adult at this person. And I go, yeah, we're best friends. And I don't know. Have, what's your experience with this? Because <laughs> it is it is the hardest thing. And this, girl, is, this and, is such payback for this last podcast because you're looking at me and you know every bit of it. <clears throat> ah. But also means it like I'm trying to keep this in the most classy way possible because I'll be honest. 
if this person ever listened to this podcast, she would know the reasons why I was not a big fan of her. And if the ex happened to listen to it, which I don't advise, he would know why I'm not a big fan. And obviously, whenever you go through divorce, like there's a lot of feelings. And if you watch my TikTok, you know that I don't like fucking feelings. Feelings make you vulnerable. I don't like them. But there's a lot of feelings. And so obviously, whenever the new girl comes into your life, you don't really have a say. It's none of your business. Like, you guys got a okay, divorce. so I disagree, though, because I had a different experience. But you so, had a good experience. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, I came in like a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. I was yeah, like, fuck you. Okay, so let's talk about my experience. Because yes. I got divorced. Amicable is no get out. And everything was great. Like, genuinely, ironically, crazy enough, one of my best friends. We were, we were best friends. And he started dating this girl. They started getting pretty serious. I liked her. The kids were saying wonderful things about her. He really cared. And I told him, I said, we can't be as close. We can't be best friends. Like, it's not respectful to her for us to remain as close as what we are. And so I said, Hey, look, like you've, you've got to, like, you've got to promise me the issue in our marriage, the issue that we had was you wouldn't put me first. Like you wouldn't, you didn't have my back. You didn't, you didn't make me the priority. So I won't ever get upset with you for putting her before anyone else. Cause that's what you should do. You should always, <laughs> did I, that was fucking dumb <laughs> right so fast forward I mean like we had our kids in one school they we moved our kids to an, another really um I mean I the one thing that I've done in my life right was move them to a science technology engineering school that they're in now and but it was because she lived in this neighbor in this town and so I uprooted my entire mm-hmm. fucking life without even thinking about it because we were all getting along. I watched my ex make out with her on it. Like it, it wasn't, we were, we were engaging. We all got along. We were all doing stuff together. Like, because I, it was really important for me to have the kids in a situation that we all were like we all were really cohesive. Like we wanted to write the book on co-parenting, co-parenting. Exactly. So meanwhile, like I'm an open book. I don't, I'm not fake. I don't, I don't share. I don't open up unless I apologetically you I'm fucking unapologetically (laughs) me. And I don't deal with fake fucking people. Yes. I don't deal with fake people. I'm unapologetically me. Yes. I hate fake bitches, right? Sams. So long story short, like I would spend the night at their house. Like he would go out of town and I would go hang out with her. That's so weird for me. I know it's weird, but I like legitimately liked her. Like I thought of her as a friend. I trusted her. I engaged with her. I would go and drink wine with her. And I was living in Fort Worth. They were in another town. And so I would have uh, stuff to drink. So I would spend the night. He would be out of town. I would spend the night with her and my children in my daughter's bed. Like, cause, cause we were, we were rocking the co-parenting situation. However, I was at that same time, I was opening up to her and giving her like, um, opening up my world that was in that moment. Like it was like the darkest time I've ever been through in my entire life. Like you, it's a whole nother world. Like you can't possibly understand it. Um, But I'm opening up to her. So I'm being very vulnerable with her and being trusting her. Yeah. So fast forward. So I get served. Mm -mm. I get sued. And for full custody of my children because I'm an unfit mother. But in reality, it's just over another property. It's, it's, it's some BS, but crazy enough, it was all of the things that I had shared and I'd opened up about 
were being were were being used against me. And so the point is is that there are really fake people in this world. And in that situation, I was so supportive. But once they got married, once things changed and I was no longer like she didn't have to get along with me just to to make it look convenient. She tried to make me out to be the bad person and she continues to do. But I will never, ever, ever, like, I am a very open, like, I'm, you know me. Yeah. No, we both kind of like. I am, I am, once I let you in, I'll let you in and I'm a loyal ass bitch. Forever. And so I think that that's the biggest thing is that what's required with the new girlfriend is boundaries. Oh, so many boundaries. So many boundaries because I started off on the wrong foot. I came in, like I said, like a fucking Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. And I was like, don't bring like, and I told him, don't bring her around me. She will know how much I don't like her. And part of the reason was, was because I knew her while I was still married and saw a level of disrespect back then. Yeah. So I feel like he and was I almost, support that. yeah. And he was almost proud of the fact that he was talking to her whenever he told me about her. Because he knew I didn't like her. However, we stopped together like a couple months later. So like, don't even get me started on that situation because ironically, you know, her, it's a weird situation. So, and like, I have to throw this out there because I am the best friend. They started dating whenever she was seven months pregnant. Like, I'm sorry, but it's. A whole nother world. No, the foundation to which they started, it reminds me of my ex. Like you're starting because out of fear, it's you're starting a relationship from insecurity. Like you're pregnant still. And I'm not saying like to each their own. Absolutely. But me knowing who that guy is. It just, me knowing it, who she was and she tried to throw it in my face and, and like talk doesn't. about how this guy I'm dating is so great and he's got this crazy ex-girlfriend. But and I'm like, oh, you deserve the whole odd world because she is a friend of mine. And let's just and let's let's go back to the fact that she's saying that she's a, like she's saying all these wonderful things about this guy. Meanwhile, she I'm like, oh, you deserve the whole odd world, whatever. She's talking about the guy's crazy ex-wife. And ironically, she knows that the crazy ex-wife that she's trying to describe is my very best friend. And she <laughs> doesn't doesn't divulge who the fuck the boy is. Well, and I just want to Which is this most scandalous. It, it's it's trashy, is it's, what it is. It, which and whatever. my thing is so and this is a message to all the girls. And I think all the girls can understand whenever a man tries to justify their own character by saying that another woman is crazy to (laughs) me at this point, that is a red flag because first of all, and and first of all, (laughs) first of all, I think that everybody has a little bit of crazy in them. I think that we all, and, and I won't even use the word crazy. If you don't, then we're, I don't want to have anything to do with we're you. We're all passionate and people push us to these points that, yeah, I did. I became a crazy psycho because I wanted my marriage to work so bad that I would go above but crazy and beyond. Crazy psycho isn't even an appropriate term because you were just fighting for your relationship. I it was wasn't crazy or psychotic. So, so my thing is, you know. I, if I meet any guy or girl that tells me that they met somebody who had a crazy ex for me, I'm just going to put this out there. That's a red flag. Like if if I'm on a date with a guy and a guy says that they have a crazy ex red flag, you're the fucking crazy human being. Yeah. First of all, what happened to taking accountability? A relationship does not fail based on one person. A relationship fails on two people. So for you to say that your relationship failed because you had a crazy ex tells me that you're not grown enough to take responsibility for yourself. Preaching. Amen. Preaching a little bit. Take responsibility for yourself. Because if you listen, if you listen to anything I have to say, you know, I'll never speak ill of my ex-husband. What I will say is we were two people that did not get along and we did not respect 
each other's needs. And that probably made both of us look like we were crazy. Yeah. yeah but to use crazy. that for yeah. the next person that you talk to, like it, it was just comical. So, but the, okay. So this goes into that. Like, so when you have, a, cause I feel like there are so many situations and there are so many outlets. Nobody, this is one of those things that this is your podcast and you talk about some shit that nobody else talks about, but let's talk about the shit that nobody else talks about. And the fact that, you know, you have, you have stepmoms that are engaged and are great stepmoms or great women in your kid's life. And they can be great in those kids' life and they're praised and it's, oh, you're, it's a thankless job. But let's talk about the fact that there are situations where you, those are your babies and how hard it is from the active, engaged mother's perspective and how hard it is. I mean, I've had to deal with this from my oldest daughter that is going to be 19 next week because her dad remarried and, you know, that stepmom hated the fact that I had a relationship with her and I have no problem talking about it. like she would she would get mad at Alyssa if I got her haircut like and and I will <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying we were teenagers obviously we were not mature to the point where we could have those adult conversations um but yeah no I mean doing it all over again I will say and I'm 100% going to get your perspective on this thinking about it in the future with the twins it, it's very difficult because again it here's this person that a I didn't like from the get-go just care it just character I'm a Absolutely. very good judge of character don't get that from that person um a lot of fake vibes going off <laughs> but but b and I think a lot of divorcees could relate to this how can you look at your ex-husband and see him doing things for this new person that he didn't do for you? What makes this person a better person that you're going to do them? So it's almost like I shaped you to realize that you should be treating this person like this. And now you are. So that was my biggest qualm was it, it was like, look, I loved doing these things with you. I, I loved, you know, blah, blah, blah. You knew what I liked. And now why am I seeing you doing these things for this other person that you would complain so hard about to me? But what I have to keep into perspective, and this is the hardest, most mature thing you'll ever hear me say on this podcast, everybody deserves a somebody. So maybe I wasn't that somebody. And maybe this is the somebody for that somebody. Hardest thing that I will ever say and admit to. But... You, we have to get there. Otherwise we're going to just go fucking crazy. And so I have to look at her and be like, you know what? I may not ever be friends with you. I may not like your character, but as long as you're good to my kids, we're good. Yeah. Everything else, none of my business. That's where I was. So. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That was deep as fuck and I can feel it. And that, but, but it's real life, right? You want your kids to be, to have that experience. You want them to have, you want them to see the relationship that you wish that you had. It's hard as hell. Cause you're like, bitch, I trained that mother. I, I, I'm trying to not cuss as much. Oh, you like him working his own shit? Oh, I, I'm Thank sorry. You. I did it. I literally trained that mother trucker. Mm -hmm. However, I was at the point, like I talked about Harry and how he told me that he wasn't trying to upset me. It was what his, what my ex's actions were, were just who he was. And I couldn't, that was that. So I had accepted that. I didn't have resentment. I opened up my heart I like was very supportive of their relationship. I still am super supportive. I don't want them to fail because I want my kids to be exposed to a very healthy relationship. However, I was sitting in a deposition and after her deposition, she said I was great mom and whatever. Um, whenever they asked me if I thought she was a good stepmother, I said no. And the lawyer looked at me and I said, 
if she were a good stepmother, we wouldn't be in this room. Because she wouldn't be putting her own feelings ahead of my children. And until, and that's not, and the reality is, is no one's going to care about your kids more than you care about your kids. And how to coexist and how to not be hurt and how to make sure that your kids never feel that you, you, I want my kids to have a relationship with her. I want my kids to love her. I want my kids to be happy with her, but I also want them to, to, I I, like, I'm their mom and I get to have their mom. You are always going to be their mom. Don't don't try to play their mom. Exactly. And that's, and that's like that fine line oh, that, you that drives me nuts. When she posts pictures of my kids and she's like, that's, "Oh my okay. babies," I'm like, "That's okay." This is girl. this is a big hang up of mine. I'm sorry, but if you're like I, I if I dated someone with children and I became like I got to the stepmom ish. Yes, I I'm so receptive and I'm so respectful. See, I'm the same. I would never. I would. I would. If, if I had a relationship and I had that conversation, but there's a lot of times where I feel like there are pictures posted that are just fucking fake. They're fucking. They're fucking digs. Yeah, and it's like you don't get to like don't don't be tacky. It, it's tacky. It's it's so tacky and it's so hurtful. Like don't don't be mean. Yeah, and. If you and you and if the moms don't have that relationship, then don't fucking post pictures. Exactly. Like, don't, just have don't, some like, respect. It's, just, it's common decency. And, and but I will say, tacky. like, I still I respect the shit out of you because I went to uh, your son's birthday party <sighs> and you guys have birthday parties together. Yeah. You know what? Like, <laughs> First off, I could not do that with my oldest, and she's going to be 19 next weekend. I couldn't imagine being in the same room with this girl without me telling her some honest truth about both him and her and how they executed things. Well, I get in trouble now because I won't speak, but I... And stand by. If you don't I have anything else to say, shouldn't. you shouldn't say anything and at all. That's how I sh- and that's how I have been on pickup and drop off because I will say we normally do pickup and drop off at the daycare. I said that before. With quarantine, we're having to do pickup and drop off at each other's house. And I know damn well she has her own house, but she is basically living at his house for no judgment. Whatever no. reason. I'm not going to lie. I would do the same thing. If I was in a long-term relationship, I'd be like, it's me and you, boo. Can't judge that. That's just me talking shit. However, whenever I go pick up the kids, she's just like out in the yard. And she has this one-year-old who sometimes is out in the yard with her, but sometimes is just in the house. So I feel... This is my therapy session. Yeah, I, I feel I'm, I'm like mad. she's only in the front yard to prove a point. And I'm like, honey, the only thing that I'm seeing is the same shit that he did to me. And that's as soon as I get the kids, he never acknowledges that you're even there. He never touches you. He never talks to you. I get the kids in the car. He has a conversation with me about some fucking shit, whatever. And then he walks into the house ahead of you to the point that you didn't even know he walked in the house. You look around and then you walk behind him. That was our entire marriage. He always walked ahead of me. He never held my hand. He didn't open the door. So I'm just sitting there thinking like, bless your heart. (laughs) I'm sorry for what you're about to go through because it's going to suck. Yeah. Unless you're his person. And if, if that's the case, then God bless you. Well, and maybe that's the case. And I, that, I mean, are you getting me? That, um, but that's, that's, I no words, but that is the, the oh, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. <laughs> that that's, all, that's all I have to say. But at the same time, like, don't be shysty. Don't be, don't be a bitch. Like, respect the mom. You it, and especially like her and in my situation, it'd be different if they didn't have other kids. Yes, 
but they they have other kids, so don't fucking be a cunt. Yeah, respect the fact I'm that sorry, we're going to be around. I'm sorry, that respects the CU next Tuesday. It does. Unapologetically, me. Dishing the tea, spilling the tea right now. The Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Wednesday. This is Tuesday. So, no. All I, I have to say is... Don't be tacky. Don't be tacky. And have just, respect for the children that you're engaged with, like the children that are around you. Have respect for their mothers. Have respect to and know don't be a that bitch. we have shaped the man that you have today. We have shaped I don't know if him. I can care about the man. And that's fair. But I'm going to say this. We have shaped him to be who he is with you. Because of who he was when he was with us, God, I just, he learned like, the a last lot. Thing of, I want us to he be learned with that man. well, but same. But he learned a lot from being with us as to how he should treat you. So, in some sense, you should be thankful because he probably learned a lot of shit about well, how he should treat. I mean, a woman. but that, that's why they that's but, why they're not nice because they know that. Well, but also understand the fact that until y'all are, and I know that you and that they're married but still you know it could change with with mine they're not married and last conversation we had when he was talking about her he said he couldn't see that happening because she didn't know how to keep herself from telling him how to live his life so i'm just gonna say i remember hearing that it was christmas christmas so i'm just gonna say this just know that your ass is temporary now y'all may get married and if you do congratulations but just you may have a kid with them Either way, one thing is constant. Me, I'm the mother of the kids. I'm always going to be there, period. Exactly. So if you are, and I, and I might find myself in this position too, so I'm not going to just constantly release this <laughs> talking shit bullshit. I might find myself in a relationship with a man that has kids that has a baby mama, and I need but to But you would be adapt. respectful, and you would be like, I, well, you would I, actually understand and see the other perspective. Res- just respect just, all around. It's, it's mad respect, and it's it's literally just just work hard to— It speaks volumes. You There's no way—think about your kids and think about how— protective and how like it, it's it's one of those things whenever you think about it from the other perspective but I want but nobody ever does that but I want somebody else to post this picture of my kids no just think about things like that before you do it's just it's common courtesy so it's, just, it's a jackass move that's all I have it's to a say. jackass move don't fucking post pictures of somebody else's kids whenever you're not the primary parent that's all I have to say and if and and I will say Oh, fuck that. If you are not friends and you are not in a good situation with the the kid's mother, you don't post photos online of somebody else's children. Mary said it. I'm saying it and it's so <laughs> fucked up. Like if if you're if you're happy go lucky, if you're good, then that's one thing. But if you are doing it and you're doing and if 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 it's it, from a, a spot of where like, is it coming from? Is it's, it coming it's from? Fucking, like, is it coming I, I'm, out gonna, of love I'm gonna or? say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm I'm totally gonna say this. If you're gonna post a photo of my daughter and you, and it's obvious that you're not posting any one-on-one photos with your fucking five kids other than my daughter, then I'm gonna look at that and I'm gonna go, that's kind of tacky. That's not kind of tacky. It's really freaking tacky. And a mother and a daughter, like it's a mother and a son, a mother and a daughter. Like just don't screw with that. And if you see it it that way, just know that a lot of other people will see it that way too. Sorry. So no, that's fair. Okay. So this was dating disasters 2.5. I think it's kind of merged into divorced and ready to single. So I I think <laughs> sorry guys no I think that we should keep on going with it and that way on the next episode if you guys found yourself like oh fuck I wanted to hear dating disasters but I'm very I'm listen. also very like thankful for all of the like parent the co parents that ca- no can we're gonna co-pa- keep yeah we're gonna keep going on this because I think that we're onto something good here and I think that this is a good like little hang up for other people 
if you want to hear more dating, dating disasters, that's going to be the next episode. So let's, let's talk a little, since we're on the subject, we've already brought up the new girlfriends. So, and we talked about this the first time. How long have you been divorced? Like six years. And for me, it's been like a year and a half. So I'm still a newbie in this and my feelings are fresh. Let's talk a little bit about how you recover, not even recover, because you don't ever really recover. <laughs> what do you do? I want to be like, what do you do to to rebuild your life after divorce? And for me, I'm going to tell you guys what not to do. So what I did was immediately get into a new relationship while I was still super angry. And I started drinking way too much. I cried every day. I wrote a lot of really angry poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch really sad shows and sad music. I would call Mary all the time. Um, and like I said, I went back with my ex-husband during Christmas <laughs> Because I, I don't, I don't know if everybody does this, but for me, like it was, it was I did. like, we talked about that. Like I listened to our last episode. We talked about how, while I was signing the divorce papers, bringing in, so and we're just going to use it. He like held my hand during it. We make out in the car afterwards. We ignore each other for a couple months. And then come Christmas time, the kids have this Christmas program at church. And you know, I go sit by him because I'm like, I'm going to try to make it as normal as possible for the kids. And from there, we end up going to dinner. And you went home with him. And then I went home with him and we we drank wine. One thing led to another. It felt like a normal situation. But to be honest with you, that night for me was like, oh, oh, yeah. There's nothing there. Like, there was nothing yeah, no. there. So, you know, the whole purpose of saying all that is to say that, you know, obviously that's not the way to do it. But since you've been in this longer than I have, what would you say is the best course of action for trying to get yourself back from a marriage? Because I feel like we lose ourselves in a marriage because we try to become this person that is not only good for ourselves but is good for our husband. How do you get, to, how do you get yourself like back? You for getting the shit deep again. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Teasing. But kind of. Not Will you really. hand me a drink? Yeah. Shout out. Blind Lemon. Blind, oh, Le Blind Lemon. They're not, they haven't sponsored us yet, but after this episode, they will. So this is a drink from <laughs> um, Dallas. Deep Ellen. Deep, El Deep Ellen Blonde. Deep Ellen Brewery. This is a drink from Deep Ellen Brewery. Dallas Blonde is one of their beers. <laughs> um, this but their one. seltzer is way better than White Claw. This one is blind lemon and it has a hundred calories, which nobody's counting during quarantine. And it oh, is God. so delicious. So good. So they're our future sponsor. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> um, I think that like one thing that I will say is I meant I think I'm pretty damaged and I, I didn't realize it until that last podcast. I don't think. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that that was like a aha moment for me. Um, but I think that I had a career that I was super proud of and I got divorced and, oh shit, she's, she's, she's getting really <laughs> real. I'm running away from the microphone and she's pushing it towards me. You okay. running away. So. I was working ridiculous hours and I was, uh, it was insane. Work was insane. Work, it has always been insane for me. But um, whenever I got divorced, I like stepped it up a notch and I realized that I was spending so much time working that I wasn't, I wasn't, present I wasn't doing and which is I appreciate this whole situation coronavirus situation because it reset me and my kids and my time and my being a mom and being present with my kids all of that has been reset but I think that the the craziest part is that I went through a divorce like I'm a big per I'm I decide I need to do something 
like sell, get divorced, sell a house, move on, get a new job, move on. I decide I need to do that. And then I just do it. And I don't even fucking think about it. I just do it. So I was in Bella Ranch. Oh, fucking Bella Ranch. So I had been divorced for three years. I had this house. I'm selling this house. I'm like in a horrible, like a, I'd work for a complete fraud of a company, which is a whole nother podcast, but That's, yeah, we'll yeah, talk about that. whole nother podcast. But, um, anyway, long story short is I like was, I sold my house and was moving and I had not dealt with being divorced at all. And I hadn't packed my house up and I finally called my mom and I'm like, oh my God. I, I know it was so bad. Like, I so this, I know where it's gone. It, it had been three years. I had, I sold my house, like at the point that I had lived in my house for three years. I'm surprised that you lasted in that house for three years. Cause I was a fucking hardheaded bitch. Pride. And it was Almost so proud. It was all, all of it was proud. It was all of it was pride. It was, yeah. it was 20 miles outside of town. I was working in the OR in downtown and I was 20, 25 miles outside of town. So, and then I was in the opposite direction. My kids were going to school. So I was like in a triangular situation, like 2020. So it was 20 miles to my kid's school. And then I would drop them off in the morning. And then it was 20 miles to downtown to the operating rooms. And then I would spend all day there. Then I would go back 20 miles to the daycare to pick them up or school to pick them up. And then it was 20 miles back to my house. Like, so it was this fucking rat race. And I had a house that was like over an acre lot, but I would not give up this house because I had to prove that I could, I could take on all of it because I was a bad bitch. And I am a bad bitch. You, you are I'm a, a bad fucking bitch. bad bitch and I did it. I did it. It was a big house, way too expensive for me. I, I fucking owned it. I did it. I was working my ass You're off. You're better than me. Cause again, we were in the same neighborhood and I was like an acre. <laughs> fuck. I was like, I'm going to so stay much. in this house until the grass grew just like a little well, bit. I'm like, like fuck. Was, I don't oh. even know how to work the sprinkler system. <laughs> and then the, we, I like a Jackson and I were out there with a, like a, this, a snake got caught in a, no. in a, in a rat trap. Like it was, it's a big gigantic no. Thank gosh for all my neighbors. Like my neighbors took care of me. They were amazing. I was the token single girl before you came along. I was the token single girl in the neighborhood and they all did wonderful at taking Where care of me. Where was I? Was I still like. You're married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Okay. So what I want to know. <laughs> so, but the point is, is that I, How you I got stayed there. House, so cause... I stayed there. I stayed there for three years and I never, like I got divorced and went on and like and life never slowed down. However, However, there was a point in that house where you might've fell through a ceiling. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to that story and I died. So I was that like, was Girl. my very first Christmas being single. I had this like huge 20 foot tree because it was a huge house. I had this huge tree and I, my dad, and my brother set it up. It was a big deal. So then my kids went to their dads after Christmas. I was trying to get it back into the, uh, attic. <laughs> and so I like I'm sweating, pouring sweat, get it up. The attic was like up the playroom, up a set of stairs. Like you just open the door. The attic was in the playroom. So I got all of these pieces of this huge tree finally. And I get the last piece and I'm sweating. I'm all scraped up with fiberglass all in my arms. And I get that last piece shoved into the box and I step back because I've like got it put and I throw power right through the ceiling. Bad bitch. Bad bitch fell right. Bad bitch. Fast forward three years later. Three years later, my kid's ceiling is still like there's a hole where I fell through it. So I wanted I thought that you were going to that story because when you finish I have got like, so, I but, think we need to talk about how you get out of the first house. So, so and the you, first, bitch, so you I, just fell, I through, fell the ceiling. through the ceiling. <laughs> so, so then like three years, later, I'm, I go to sell it. So I'm dating this guy who 
bless his heart. It's like fine. he's a horrible human in a lot of ways. You have bless to go his heart. Narcissist. We kept talking. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But he hired a guy to come. Like I was like, he's like, why are you still in this house? You've proved proven that you can live here. You can take care of it. This is ridiculous. And I was like, oh. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I list it and I sell, but he hired someone to come out and like fix the ceiling and I cried like a little bitch. But the best part is, is that he broke up with me in the middle of me moving that out of this motherfucker. house. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I can't pack up my house. I haven't dealt ever with me being divorced. I just never dealt with it. And so I called my mom. My mom came and pack, started packing up my house. It was raining. I'm doing cartwheels in my front yard and I'm sobbing because I had never, like that was the house that I thought I was going to raise my kids in. Mm-hmm. That was, and it was so symbolic, but I had just made up my mind that I was, oh, get divorced, sell the house. Like it was, it was, I had never. You have to think that way. You have you, to just you be just, very. And that's methodical. Dry. Like you methodical. just, you yes. just do. And I think that that's <clears throat> where I struggle is I always have delayed emotional responses to things. And I it's fine. fucking had a full on meltdown in Bella Ranch front yard. And my, my, I did, I had a full on meltdown. I was <laughs> doing cartwheels in the rain. And I realized at that point, that um, divorce is a lot harder than what you acknowledge. I think that's how I got over it. Well, and I think the general message and a lot of women will relate to this. Divorce is a lot harder than what you imagine. And I can say this because again, my divorce was very amicable. We shared the attorney. We had separate bank accounts, our whole entire marriage, but that fucking moving out of the house. So that shit. Fuck. Oh my God. Like I told him, I was like, I'll stand, I'll keep the house. No worries. Cause he had already moved out. He took what he wanted. And like a true gentleman, he took what he wanted, not what he had. Like he took all eight Yeti coolers that I bought him, but left all of the bullshit from college. So, you know, initially, and I'm not here to talk shit, but I might a little bit. Don't judge me. But initially, I thought that I was going to stay in this house because, like you said, this was the house that I was going to raise the kids in. We were in a, a good school district. It was exactly. going to be fine. I'm going to try to keep it as normal as possible. He moves to this fancy, you know, apartment slash condo in Fort Worth, which is weird because he was the one that wanted to move into the country. <laughs> so we we had middle ground by moving to Bella Ranch, was which is like kind of country, kind of city. Like you can get to both equal distances. So... <laughs> while we're in this house, I decide like initially right off the bat that I can't live in this house anymore. It's an acre. Let's it's be a, real. It's, it's so if you, like it's, it's if you lot. know me, like I can't mow a lawn. And yes, I can have a mowing service. I can't fucking deal with the uh what's the septic tank <laughs> bullshit. It's the, like it's it is literally it, it's in the country. It, I did it. There's a lot of shit. So, you know, I decided to, that I was going to sell the house and, you know, fortunately, I, I talked you into that a little bit. You did. I did. Well, fortunately it sold to like the first people that looked at it. They kind of underbid a little bit, but I was like, motherfucker, we are going to accept this offer unless you want to keep paying half this, this bill, because the way that we had worked it out was everything's 50, 50, Period. Yeah, I didn't get this. so. So when we're moving out, I had one of my other good girlfriends. She came over and she knows me, and she's like, "Brace yourself, bring over the Jaeger, bring the Fireball. This is gonna be a shit show." And sure as hell, like we're listening to Dixie Ticks. Oh, because that's, that's never what you good. do. That's what you do whenever you're dealing with heartbreak. You listen to sad music, and. <laughs> I swear to God, I love my girlfriend so much. So the way that my moving out looked like was we packed everything up and then we found all the wedding stuff. And my girlfriend's like, burn it, burn it, burn it, bitches. Seriously, what if my kids want to look at it? Burn it. Then I want to see that shit. So we started a fire and we're cutting up my wedding dress. We're throwing shit into the fire. We're throwing shit into a fire that won't burn, but we're doing it. And we're doing this ritual of like, every time you put something bad into the fire, <laughs> you say something good. So at this point we're like fucking, I don't even know what you, 
holistically healing <laughs> from this divorce. I'm listening to like fucking Dave Matt God <laughs> fucking Dave Matthews. I swear to God. I'm listening to Celine Dion, Dixie Chicks. Like my heart has been ripped out. And it's not even because my marriage failed. It's because I'm listening to fucking Dixie Chicks and drinking and moving shit out of this house. I was more attached to that house than anything else. So it's good to get to. Okay, wait. I have to rewind because I didn't tell the full story. No, please do. So June's, my birthday is June 7th. Shout out. It's coming it's up. It's coming up. Oh my God. Don't I'm going to do it. June 7th. I'm going to do a drive by. <laughs> so I sold my house. It closed specifically, intentionally, on June 6th. Right? Because I'm so symbolic. I'm so Numbers. fucking extra. Well, you know, the divorce finalized on his birthday. And yes. I was like, happy birthday <laughs> to you, motherfucker. <laughs> So ironically, I can laugh, but that shit stung me like it. Oh, yeah, it hurts. So, so this house, I like obviously had this breakdown moving out of the house. So, um, we close, I closed on June 6th. My birthday is June 7th. I had this mm. badass place. I like my favorite I never place I've ever seen. I was like, I'm so, so upset. In, in downtown. I'm upset. Yeah. See another Drake song. I talked another, about that earlier. Yeah, that is true. So June 6th. So I am distraught because I'm like closing on the house. I, I, um, I, <laughs> I go to my closing and it's my arch nemesis from college. My li- literal, like my sorority and her sorority, like hated one another. Like mm-hmm. we were arch nemesis, and my that's my, the Bloods versus the Crips in college. But the irony is that <laughs> she's sitting there. Delta. So yes, exactly. <laughs> so she's sitting there, and I am sobbing in my closing. I'm like hysterically. I can't catch my breath. It's in the middle of the um the golf tournament in Fort Worth. Um, oh, Colonial. Uh, Colonial. So the Colonial is going on. I'm sitting there. I'm sobbing. I, I like uncontrollably. And my arch nemesis is doing the title work and she's like petting me and telling me everything's going to be okay, which I can be all right, I'm bitch. so thankful for her. I love her. She, she's how every stepmother should be because yeah. she's, she's consoling. She was, she was yeah. appropriate anyway. So I'm like, hyster- so I go, I go to my car. And I called my ex and I'm like, oh God. I'm uncontrollable. I'm, I'm hysterical. This doesn't make sense. It's he's actually on a date with his now wife, whatever. Mm-mm. So I'm like, I know that this, I just need to tell you, I need you to tell me I'm ridiculous. I need to go. So he does it. He tells me I'm ridiculous, uh, whatever. He consoles me for about an hour. I'm like, I oh, know. Wow. Oh no, it was really jacked up because it was a non appropriate response to the situation. So I go home. I go through every house like so fucking dramatically. It's sick, sick. It's the day before my birthday. I, the, the, the person that was moving into the house was redoing all the duct work to have air conditioning like in each room of the house. So the air conditioning people were there as I was trying, my movers were trying to move me the last bit out on this last day. Oh, I and I, I cuss out the, air conditioner guys <laughs> telling them to get the fuck out of my house because I still own it until five o'clock PM mm-hmm. and I haven't had closure with my home. So I'm, I'm going to need to get they're some like, closure. They're like, do you want us to move all of this heavy equipment out of your house? I was like, fuck you, you. better fucking believe <laughs> I do want you to move it all out. I make them move it all out. I'm on the phone with my friend from South Texas and I'm like sitting room to room. I go and I hysterically sob and I dramatically like close the back door and I lock the door and I put the key under the door. Like this is the moment. Like this is the day before my birthday. I get that. I am I am shutting the door. I drive off through Bellarine and I'm sobbing. Like it's so dramatic and so like exodus it's of so this situation. <laughs> three this years so after I'm divorced. Three years after I've been divorced. So I leave and I'm like, okay, that's it. That this chapter is, is behind me. I get a text message from my realtor at a, 10 o'clock that night that says, 
you left a whole bunch of shit in the garage, a whole bunch of trash, and you're going to get fined $250 a day. I'm going to open back up the gates to my life. And I'm like, what do you mean? I paid the trash service. All I have to do, but it's not for another four days. I'm now driving back into these gates of my life. You have to go and get a To get the rest of my shit. So do I have a truck? Nope. So who do I have to call? The ex-boyfriend. I mean, we know you could have text. I mean, there's an app. You could, I think it's like pickupmyshit.com. That didn't exist at this point. And so <laughs> I I didn't know anybody with a truck. So I'm sitting there the next morning, seven o'clock in the morning. I had rented a U-Haul truck and I had already the night before sent a dramatic text saying I need you to help me. So at 7.30, he shows up with his truck and we get all the, the trash into the back of his truck and then have to go to the dump. And on my fucking birthday, oh God, my ex-boyfriend, who who's my ex-boyfriend at this time, and I are shoveling gar- garbage from the trucks into the, the dump. And that, I mean, I feel that like was how I got that is how I got off of my I got out of my, that's how I got over my marriage. That was that. You know what? Different strokes for different folks. So if you heard the beginning of this podcast, we were like dating disasters 2.5. Well, I just want you to know that I am the CEO of Suspense because we did not talk about any kind of dating disasters. <laughs> we went straight into divorced and ready to single 2.0. So... <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry. just in case you forgot, I am an aesthetic nurse practitioner. And at some point, we are going to talk about Botox, skincare, facial rejuvenation, aesthetics, all that good stuff. But if You're you forgot, unapologetically, you. <laughs> if you forgot, this is sex, love, and injectables. And unfortunately, during you know corn season, while I'm living the corn dream. All I get to do is be at home by my damn self and fail miserably at dates, which you've heard from the last couple of episodes. So I promise you we will start talking more about aesthetics. Keep listening. But in the meantime, we will also keep talking about dating disasters. We will also talk about divorced and ready to single because I feel like there's a really big need for a platform that talks to women going through divorce on how we can rebuild ourselves and be these fucking badass women and find the men that we deserve to be with. And I'm just going to put this out there. If you're a woman in a marriage that's unhappy, you might want to listen to this. I'm not saying that your marriage isn't worth working on. It is. I guarantee it is. But if you have been working on it and it's not there, I guarantee that sometimes the divorce is better than the misery of being in the marriage. So I'm just going to put that out there. Hate on me all you want to, but life is meant to be happy. So anyways, (laughs) please keep listening. Please uh, share this with your friends and family. Let me know that I'm not doing this just for fun because, again, I am, I don't have extra, well, I do have extra time right now, but normally I don't have extra time to be doing a podcast. So please share this with your friends and family. Follow me on Instagram at injector underscore Heather. Also follow me on TikTok. At, Dude, your TikTok injector phenomenal. Injector score, injector score, injector underscore Heather. Also follow Mary. Oh, no, really? You don't have to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> What's your handle? I don't even What's know. What's your handle, girl? I think it's, I don't know. Proud, Proud Mary. You may follow Mary, but you sure won't get any likes back because <laughs> that's not what she does. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode John. of John versus Mary WWE. If you heard the last AKA, episode. Fuck you, I John. Just, I just want y'all to know I left I the podcast it. five times to go eat snacks and go to the bathroom while they fight. They fought because, I mean, it. they don't stop. Like, they're like brothers and sisters. But I'm living for Like, I've learned so much from these <laughs> two that I really feel like. But we respect each other's. You do. Fucked upness. You do. 100%. Not really. I don't. 80%. 32%. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
Share this with your friends and family. The very most important thing that you can do on iTunes is to leave me a rating. I don't care if it is the best rating or if it's the worst rating. I mean, obviously, if it's the worst rating, my feelings are going to get hurt. Don't fucking do it. I will cut you. But if you do it, that lets me know that you're engaged. And I want to learn from, from your feelings. So leave me a rating no matter what. Um, and then subscribe. Subscribe to this. Download it. Follow me on all the things. I love you guys. Stay tuned to the next episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables where we talk more about God knows what. We don't even know what we're going to talk about, but just listen to the next episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I love you guys. Send it. Send it.